Welcome to More Ask for What You Want. Ladies, this podcast is for you. How often do you dream of the life you want, but are waiting for someone to give you permission? This podcast is about empowering women in getting off the floor and blasting through the ceiling personally and professionally. Asking for more with confidence, assurance, and success without doubt getting in the way. Tracy will help you so you can build the muscle which will change your relationship with money, attention, time, love, career, and really anywhere else you are settling and saying yes to less, but really wanting and deserving more. Welcome to More. Ask for what you want. Here's Tracy Crossley. Greetings. How you doing? Back again for another episode of More. Ask for what you want. So when I came up with the idea of doing this podcast, it isn't just the work that I've been doing for the last 13 years and helping people to overcome negative beliefs and the patterns that support those negative beliefs. I also do a lot of research and I'm always running into new studies and things that are of interest to me. And that's kind of what helped to launch this podcast along with the fact that there are so many women that I work with and talk to who just will not ask for what they want or think they're asking, but they're demanding because they think they're owed, right? That sense of entitlement. But the truth is most of us don't ask for more because we don't feel like we deserve more. We don't feel like it's something that is okay. So every week I'm bringing up something else, but this really runs, I think, the gamut in women's lives. So here we are at episode three, and (laughs) I thought this was fun. Women are the future. What? Me run for office? I don't stand for anything. What will people say? Uh, That's the working title. I do not know what the real title will end up being, but that's my idea. And what is the whole idea for this podcast, though? Well... One century after women won the right to vote in the U.S., lots of progress has happened, for sure. Ah, but when it comes to politics and gender equality, we're a bit behind. We are a bit behind much of the world. So the question is, what are we afraid of? So first off, I want to introduce this as this is not a uh, partisan podcast. It's a nonpartisan, as in this has nothing to do with actual politics being a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, whatever it is. That's not what this is about at all. So it really has nothing to do with what side of the aisle you're on. It has more to do with your temperament and perspective about yourself and your limitations. As usual, this is the same thing, different place that it happens, right? It has more to do with another area where you hold yourself back where maybe you could shine. It is all about the dimming of our light and believing we do not have what it takes. How could we? Isn't there someone else? Oh, there's always got to be someone else. Somebody else can do this so much better than me. I am not worth that. Or, oh, that's too much time and trouble. Oh, I've never done that before. What will I do if I fail? Or what's my family going to think? Or so on and so forth, right? There are women making a name for themselves by being themselves in politics, okay? They are not trying to be somebody else. I mean, there are those that are, believe me, but there's a lot of women that aren't. A lot of women are just like, hey, this is me. I got a message. I got something to share. I want to help, right? So like anything else, 
when the spotlight is on us, we may be tempted to be a chameleon, especially when it comes to something like politics, where you can't please everybody. I mean, people need to know going into politics, you cannot please everybody. That is literally impossible for any human being in or out of politics to be able to make everybody happy, right? People don't look at it that way. I want what I want. Oh, you're not going to give it to me? Well, a lot of us are afraid of hearing somebody say that, right? And so we might already have the trouble with that judgment of others. And it could appear to really be scary to put ourselves out there and maybe flail or feel like we can't handle it because we don't want somebody being an asshole to us. But what if you have a desire to be out there serving people in a way that is not a sacrifice, but a joy? Maybe there's something joyful. I've thought about going into politics uh, several times in my life. Not because I think I can fix everything. That's not even the answer. It's more about what little steps I can take to be of service to other people in a way that brings me joy. And I would say in my own life, when I was in high school, I was not on student body. I was not one of those. I think I ran, I think it was in junior high school, I ran for something. And the only time I was ever running for things was when I wanted to be on the board of the Thespian Club. Yes, I was in drama in high school. I happened to have loved it. And it was a place for me to hide out. So anyways, that was about it. And other than that, I, <laughs> I never ran for office. I've served on boards before. And I loved doing that. I loved it when I did it for the preschool. I loved it when I did it uh, you know, in high school, I used to always be the person with a petition. I was always fighting for the underdog. If there was a problem, I was writing a freaking petition and getting signatures to change something. I wish I could remember the, the things right now that they were. But yeah, I was that person. Yeah, I didn't fight my own fights, just everybody else's. So anyways, but the thing is, is that a lot of us, we are so limited in what we see. Well, I'm a this, so I can't be that. I can't do that because I have these commitments. But if you have a burning desire inside and you're waiting for an invitation, you're going to be waiting a long time. Does that mean that, okay, you should force things? No, but you can absolutely take steps to learn more and go, maybe I could be out there helping people in a different way. There are so many places that women can go when it comes to politics. It's not just being the president or not. It's there's just so many places. So here's the thing. Is this a problem? Or I should say maybe it's problems, right? Well, here's a stat. Can I get the word statistic out of my mouth today? Statistic. Just one in four women is a legislator. In <laughs> I'm gonna try that again, okay? Just one in four women is a legislator in the United States. The United States falls into the bottom half of the global league table for gender equality in the political sphere. We trail behind the Philippines, India, South Korea, and the United Arab Emirates. Yes, we do. So it's also, the other thing is, when it comes to why this is a problem, it's linked to women's political ambition. There are lower levels of encouragement and recruitment to launch a candidacy, because most women don't want to have to do that. Uh, there might be more demanding household obligations and their self-perceptions that they are not qualified to run or likely to win can hold them back. So the attitudes like about campaigning, that's a big thing about why women are still not running for public office. There's attitudes about campaigning, having asked for money. Hello, can you say more? 
Because asking for money, again, goes back to, oh, shit, I've got to actually feel like I val- I'm valuable. I'm valuable. I have value. Somebody should give money to help me to be able to put a campaign together. And uh, yeah, that would be crazy if people actually give me money. Wow. That's a hard thing for a lot of women to ask for, isn't it? Now, the other thing is in levels of encouragement and recruitment to become a candidate. Hello, can you say I want to do this and I'm going to do it, damn it? Yes, I want more. If you want to, you don't need to wait for encouragement from other people or recruitment. And I'm not trying to recruit you either. I'm just trying to show another area where we tend to play small. So the other thing that might be holding us back, right? Those traditional family dynamics. Hello, it's time to change up the dynamics a bit, right? So you can be happy with your life. A happy wife is because she makes choices for a happy life. Yeah, instead of that happy wife, happy life BS. No, it's because she makes choices for a happy life. Self-perceptions of electoral viability. Hello, self-judgment is a bitch, right? Because if I have a perception that I am not a viable candidate, well, my judgment of myself is holding me back. You can apply this to anything, by the way. This doesn't have to even be that. It could be literally in an organization where maybe you want to be president and they have to vote. I mean, it goes on and on how we hold ourselves back, right? So perceptions of the political environment. Now, this is a scary one for a lot of women. Hello, if women are supposed to lead, it's time to change the political environment. It does not happen by the tooth fairy. It happens because you do it. You do it and you change it. You help to change the environment. Just by showing up and doing what you do, you help to create change. Because the political environment doesn't have to be the way it is. It never does. And yet, as human beings, we default to what we know. We default to the same patterns of behavior. And the thing is, I'm always hearing how women say women are the future. Women are going to be the leaders. Women are... The goddesses and the queens and the whatever, the fairy princesses. Great. Wonderful titles. But they have to be action-oriented. Not action like a man, but action as in claiming what you want to do. So one of the other things is to say, you know, I'm going to be very clear. I know a lot of you listening have done well professionally. I'm not knocking this at all. I am just bringing another avenue into something that maybe you haven't considered. And I seem to attract women to my work that are multifunctional as far as they do lots of things well. So some of this is waiting for someone to, again, give you permission. And that's a problem, like I said, you know, waiting for permission. I've talked about that so much lately. If you wait for permission, you're not really going to get very far. And you got to go. Why are we always waiting for someone to say, oh, yes, yes, you can. And I'm not saying, again, you have to run for office or that I need to, but it is about the bigger problem of how women have trouble supporting women on top of this. If we believe women are the future, we have a problem getting behind that statement. We are very judgmental. So if you look at any woman in politics, do you judge her by the same stick you judge a man? Probably not. We tend to judge women as harshly as we judge ourselves because they're just like us. And so the subjection of women for women comes from our own perspective. And why do we do this circle jerk? Because we're taught to, and it's a problem not just in politics, which means government representation of leaders, but also that we are afraid to have more. Again, more. 
uh-oh, what if I'm more than a man? And I'm not comparing us to men, believe me. This is not what this podcast is about. But I'm talking about in our own minds, right? What if I outgrow my relationship because I am now more powerful as far as the rest of the world sees me than my husband? Uh-oh, can he handle that? Would he leave me? What are my friends and neighbors going to say? Oh, look at her. Oh, my God. Who does she think she is? Oh, a lot of us have that, right? We would rather just stay in hiding, stay small. So for women to be the future, we need to look at our own lives. Are we self-actualized? Do we treat ourselves in our lives very fairly? Yeah, a lot of us don't. Do we have empathy for the mistakes we make? Do we allow ourselves to be beginners when we do not know better? These answers are part of the problem, okay? The answers to those questions are part of the problem. We may struggle with who, as in capital letters, we think we're supposed to be, rather than who we are meant to be. To look at this as being leaders of the free world as an example, it's to move out of being a cheerleader. Oh, just cheering for everybody. Good, good for you. Yay. To move, up, to move out of doing what is expected of us and instead do what we really want to do. If women are born to lead, it is not by acting like someone else is going to make that happen. It's you who has to make that happen. Whenever you see a woman being successful or a woman doing something that's pretty amazing, I always feel a sense of pride. I feel a sense of connection. I feel a sense of, oh my gosh, that is so amazing that she's doing that. I don't feel like knocking her down. I don't feel like being a jerk. I feel like that is pretty damn amazing. But most of us, we are in judgmentville. And the thing is, the longer you stay there, the less motivated you are to do anything in your own life. Because you're too afraid of what other people are going to think. Or you're too afraid of what you think it might cost you. But how much does it cost you not to do something that you're really inspired to do? Whether it's politics or anything. So... Maybe you've been shot down about an ambition politically, right? Like something you want to do or not. Maybe it scares you. And that's what you got to look at. A lot of times fear has a voice that tells us something is a problem or something's bad for us or something is, oh, you don't want to do that because we're so afraid. And so you have to look at, is it fear that keeps me from doing the things I want to do? So you want to get out of your own excuses, right? Because that's the problem. The problem is, Getting out of your own excuses, your own beliefs, is where the work is to be done. Look at yourself right now. Are you shaking your head yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Wake up statement. I like this one. Ready? Here we go. Whether you are a leader or not right now, where is the ceiling for you? Blast off, baby, because it's time to shatter it. Woohoo! Yes. Okay. So... <laughs> Alrighty, here we are at the solution. What's the solution to this? Like, really, if you want to be in politics or not, these solutions are going to help you to live a life that's much more about how you want to live on your terms. So has it ever crossed your mind? Have you ever thought I can run for office? You know what? I have a friend who actually did. I have a friend who used to be out here in California with me. We worked together a long time ago. Uh, at a business and we were both in management and we became friends and long story short she moved to Nevada and then she ran for the state assembly and she won yep she won a couple of terms and then I think she was running 
for, I want to say, the Senate, the not the Assembly, but the Senate, um, in Nevada. And she did not win the last time, but she had won those times before. And I don't know, you know, what she's doing now, but it was like, wow, look at her go. And her background had been in business. It wasn't like she had political science or anything like that. So a lot of times we'll talk ourselves out because of the education, right? So you want to, as my friend did, stop underestimating yourself. You want to solve this problem, you got to stop underestimating yourself. Stop it on a daily basis. We underestimate our gifts, we overestimate how hard we have to work. We get to choose on that, okay? So how will you ever fulfill your life? And I mean feeling fulfilled, okay? Feeling good, feeling that level of success, even no matter what happens on the outside, but even where it's on the inside because the inside is where it matters, right? So you want to be able to live your life where you reflect an unlimited nature, okay? Like there's no ceiling, there's no floor. It's without limitation. So until you can take new steps in a new direction, you're never going to know what you're capable of. So look at where the voice in your head says, no, I can't. And then I want you to take a step, physically take a step that shows, yes, I can. Just one step. I'm always about taking one step at a time rather than huge leaps, because if you take enough steps, you're going to get there and you're going to have less of a chance to say, I don't want to do this. When we try to take huge leaps at a time, we're less likely to actually stick with doing it. So you want to make change happen? Then one step at a time, what can I do that says, yes, I can, where I keep saying, no, I can't. How do you find that? Listen to the voice in your head. Like, listen to the stories in your head. Are the stories in your head constantly telling you you can't? Okay, that's a good start, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. My voice says that I can't do this or I can't do that. Guess what? When you say you can and you do it, you are going to feel amazing, even if it's one little step. Okay? So whether it's politics or something you're hiding under the tarp, get out from under that tarp. Show you the you that you really are. Yeah, like that? <laughs> okay. Which leads me to make choices which enhance feeling good about yourself rather than denying yourself for some later date that may never come. We like to live in denial. I'll just wait till later until, I don't know, other choices are made and, and then I can go ahead and I can go do what I want to do. No. Empower yourself. Yes. It's not about being a bitch, by the way. No, 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 no. It's not about that. But a woman has to believe she can do it. Even a little bit. Okay? A teensy bit. You don't have to believe all the way. Just a little bit. So if you see, if you believe you can, then others will usually believe you can as well. The self-doubt is not cute or coy. The self-doubt you have is waiting for someone else to validate you. So if you want to validate yourself, get uncomfortable and take that step which says, okay, I can have self-doubt. And yes, even though I feel like a loser or I'm not going to make it or whatever, I can still do this while feeling this way. Yes, I'm always saying that. Do not take fear out keep fear with you and say, all right, fear, you're with me. Let's do this anyway. It's such a better feeling because then you're not in a state of resistance to yourself. When you're in a state of resistance to yourself, you're constantly in a struggle and you're battling with yourself. This isn't about battling with yourself. When you take one step at a time, there's not much of a battle. So lastly, most of us women do not like competition that is outright. 
We may compete against others in different ways, but in politics, it makes it very clear, right? There's your opponent. Okay. <laughs> Already. Yep. There's an opponent. I'm not just competing against myself or an idea. So to see this as not a competition is what you want to do. Because being elected on your own merits and what you can do, what you are capable of and providing is a lot more fulfilling than waking up thinking, I beat them. Like, who cares if you beat them? Seriously, that will wear off quickly. It's more about bringing you to the front and sticking with, I can do this. I can, I can make a difference and sticking with that. And that's what you do. It, you don't have to play dirty. You don't have to be a jerk. I don't believe that. If women are the future, then we need to turn away from a lot of this crap, don't we? All right. So you got to show up as you and stating what you believe is true from your own perspective and standing behind it and not waffling. And why is it? The not waffling, by the way, doesn't mean you don't have fear. It means that we tend to waffle if we don't really believe in what we're saying we're doing. So you got to believe I am doing something that has a purpose for me. The more you believe in something that has a purpose for you, you don't waffle. You're like, yeah, even if I totally make a mistake or I'm thrown out of the ring, at least I know what I'm doing and I stand for it. It's all about that because it is the only way things will ever feel good, no matter who or what you believe is competition. What's the wake up statement? Whether you're a leader or not right now, where is the ceiling for you? Blast off, baby. Because it's time to shatter it. Woo! So, hey, you have a right to empowerment. Yes, you do. You have a right to empowerment. Either sit down or stand up. But whatever you choose to do, do not let your illusions keep you stuck. Pull the ripcord and say yes to removing your limitations. So, I'll wrap this up real quick. Thank you for listening to the first few episodes of this wonderful little podcast. That is my passion project, and I just love doing this. More to come and guess too. We all wanted more. We all, ups, I, I mean, for me, absolutely, I want more. And I would be totally full of poo-poo if I said otherwise. So it's time to stop denying it and live your life beyond your dreams, whether it's at home, personally, your relationships, professionally, go big. Go big. It cannot hurt you. It is, to me, the greatest gift in the world is to give that to yourself. All right, so if you want to find me, where can you find me? Well, you can find me, tracycrossley.com, or you can pop in Tracy Crossley anywhere on, on Google, and you will find me on social media. I also have other podcasts that I've had for the last five and a half years, and so you can also find me on those as well. And hey, if you are looking to change some of these things in your life, you can schedule a discovery session with me where we talk about what I can do to help you. And that would be happiness at tracycrossley.com. Other than that, I will be speaking to you next time. And please, please send me your suggestions of any topics you want to hear that are women related. All right, you guys, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Tracy and her programs, please visit tracycrossley.com or reach out to Tracy at happiness at tracycrossley.com to book a discovery session. And thanks again for listening.